The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Welcome back to Block Set Review. Glad to be back. I just finished building a set, and so I'm going to put out a review. This is the review of the Medieval Blacksmith. This is Lego Set. 21325. It is a brand new set. Just came out, uh, I believe it's January 2021. So, just a couple weeks old. It has 2,164 pieces. Retails for $149.99. I believe the Lego site went out of stock uh, within about 24 hours, give or take. But it, of course, will come back in stock. It's just right now, it takes a little patience if you didn't get it right away. But Maybe this review will help you decide, if you don't already know, if this is something worth your time and money. So this is a Lego Ideas set. It's, it's Ideas set number 33, apparently, according to the box. The box is really classy looking. It's a completely black background with just a, a crisp image of the set itself. Um, it's... Uh, <laughs> Probably you know if this interests you or not, because for me it was, unless this thing just looked awfully terrible, like unless it really turned out bad, I knew as soon as I it was announced, I was going to have to get this set because it is a, a medieval setting Lego set, which just has been way too long since I've done anything like this. And not only is it a medieval setting, but it's to me even more interesting than like a battle set or a castle set. Don't get me wrong, I love a, a castle set with this kind of detail. But it's to me, this civilian life, this medieval civilian life kind of setting is just amazing. Um, I'm sure a lot of people, when they saw this set, they it brought to mind the uh, medieval marketplace village set from from the 2000s. Can't remember what year it came out. 2000, I don't know, 2009 maybe. I mean, it's it's not that old of a set, but it's it's been a good decade or so now. Um, the Mill Village Raid set, which was basically a, a mill and a barn. Um, the, there was a Joust set, which, eh, that's not really civilian life, but they've done some sets that are, you know, not war-themed or battle-themed medieval settings, but just, you know, <laughs> the, the life, the, the average civilian life. But they've not done enough of those, so to me, this is just a no-brainer. Um, so I'm admitting my bias up front. I love when Lego does the, I guess, more realistic medieval setting as opposed to pure fantasy. You know, unless it's Lord of the Rings, I would prefer, you know, because Lord of the Rings is my jam. But if it's not going to be Lord of the Rings, I would prefer a more realistic, slightly historical-based 
medieval setting as opposed to, you know, just pure fantasy. So this got me very excited. Um, it, of course, you know, a lot of people made a big deal about the fact that it looks quite different from the original idea submission that one that Lego picked to make into a set. But, you know, they do that from time to time. Uh, the treehouse that came out here a little while back, it, it looked quite a bit different as well when they did it. The Barracuda Bay set, which is just a glorious set. Um, this one that looked quite a bit different. Um, and to many people, it was even better than the idea submission because you can turn it into an actual ship. Um, this one, uh, someone explained it best. Uh, I think it was Jang Bricks. I'll give him the credit because Jang Bricks is one of the reasons I'm not even trying to do video content. I decided this is going to be a audio podcast only because Jang Bricks is so stinking good at what he does. I see no reason for another video channel. I know those are the ones that get all the attention. Nobody, seemingly not many people want <laughs> a podcast about Lego. But for those who do, um, I figured I'd have one of the few options because Jang is just awesome for video content. But something he pointed out is, yes, this does look quite a bit different. It's a lot more colorful for one thing, maybe a little less realistic, more colorful than the original user submission. But it looks more like a Lego set. It looks more like something Lego would release as a set to be purchased. And I think that's just the way it is. That's just the truth. But let's just get right into it. So the set is mostly a house slash blacksmith shop. The actual blacksmith shop is on the low floor. The It's not really the basement. It's just the lowest floor of the house is the actual blacksmith shop. But there are actually two stories above that that are living quarters. So it is truly the blacksmith's home um, with the workshop being on the bottom. Um, just looking at it from the outside, another standout feature is this apple tree. And I think someone described this as an old growth apple tree. I don't know exactly what that means, but it is a um, an old gnarly looking tree. We'll put it that way. And it's pretty interesting how it's put together. There's a whale um, around the front of the house. You have the entrance to the actual blacksmith shop. And also, one of the coolest things is the forge, where he actually, you know, hammers out the metal, is accessible from the front, <coughs> excuse me, but also from the inside. So it's sort of an indoor-outdoor thing. And I'm going to say there's a light brick here on the front. Um, we push in the, I believe that's called the bellows. You push it in, like, where he would normally use his hands to push it down to 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 push in air to keep the fire alive. But if you push it in as a person, it lights up a light brick. And I got to say, this is one of the better uses of a light brick I've ever seen. Uh, with the orange and translucent bricks uh, and the sword laying right on there. It looks like a forge. It's pretty awesome. You spin the house around and you just have more more detail of the house. You have a little pumpkin garden, just a little patch. You have a dog bone for the included dog. We'll get to the minifigures shortly. Around back is just, again, more of the house. And then you come around, oh, the back of the apple tree has a target on it. So actually, I believe it's supposed to be the blacksmith's wife uh, is also an archer, so she can shoot the target. And then from the left side of the house is just super interesting looking. You got the staircase going up to the second floor, which is sort of the kitchen dining area. I guess it's really supposed to be the living area as well, although it's, you know, mostly a dining area. 
Um, you got the stairs leading up to there. You've got a little, a, a cubby, basically, uh, a place underneath the stairs for the chopped wood. You know, that would be very important because obviously they would have no electricity in this time. Um, and the stairs not only look great, but they actually leave a few studs on there so you can pose minifigures. And that brings us back around front. So that's sort of a, a general overview. Just overall, the the thing that stands out the most just looking at this is two things. First of all, the wood, the woodwork on the house. I, I don't know what to call it. Wood lattice. I don't think that's the right word, but there's wooden support beams, but there's also wooden decorative elements that just really bring to mind a house from this era. It's like you see it, you, you know what they're going for immediately. Um, there's block, you know, gray stone block used to, to really give the feeling that this is a, a sturdy home that's been around for a long time and will stand for a long time. It feels old in that way, in the best way possible. Uh, the bottom level is mostly stone, but even the stone has different colored bricks. Like you got olive color and then the, oh shoot, what is that green color called? Oh shoot. People love this color. Um, oh well, I can't remember what it's called, but it's that green, greenish blue color. It looks like moss, like moss colored covered blocks. Um, and yeah, just the house itself, there's like white painted blocks, but also there's some that are tan where you can tell the paint has come off. This is meant to look like an old house, but not old in the sense of, um, some of you might remember, this has been a few years back, the Monster Hunters thing, they had that awesome haunted house set. Um, that's a set that I bought, built, and even made modifications to, um, and, and I sold it when it, I don't know why I did. I just, well, just so I could buy another set, I guess, you know, um, I don't usually do that, build a set and then sell it once it's out of print. You know, I've sold some new and open sets before, but anyways, long story short, that Monster Hunters Haunted House set, I actually bought pieces to make it look more finished because it was so dilapidated looking intentionally. Um, this is not like that. This looks completely finished. It just looks weathered. Like it's, it's seen the elements. It's, it wouldn't look good. It wouldn't look right if it looked like a brand new build. And I think that's one of the triumphs of this set is that it looks lived in. It looks like it's about 50 years old and it'll stand for another two or 300 years. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, the, the woodwork, the stone, that's the first thing that stands out. The second thing or maybe the first thing, depending how you want to look at it, is the blue, the shades of blue on the roof. The roof just really stands out. Um, these, uh, I guess, diamond-shaped, what would that be? I guess that'd be a hexagon, hexagonal-shaped. Um, actually, I'll tell you what they're shaped like. Uh, let's see if I can... They're shaped like uh, rupee, <laughs> if you've played The Legend of Zelda. They make up most of the tiles on the roof, and there's two different shades of blue and black. And then there's also some, that same sand green, I think that's what it's called, sand green, colored blocks that represent moss building or growing on the roof. You've also got a few spots, especially around back, where there's clearly tiles missing from the roof, shingles missing. Um, 
that might bother some people because it's such, honestly, a gorgeous roof. Some people, I think, maybe will be thrown off by the fact that there's moss growing, covering some of the tiles, and all flat out a few are missing. Uh, with the brown uh, wood, but I said, this house looks weathered. It's, it's been, um, but I just think it looks, it looks good like that. That being said, these pieces could, I'm sure, be ordered. You would only need a handful, you know, four or something to fill in those missing spots. I guess maybe a nice touch would have been if they had included those, but it's not necessary. This is the look they were going for. And I'm going to use one word to describe this this house. And I guess this is getting to the review territory in some degree. Uh, well, one word would be beautiful. I, I do think it's beautiful. But the second word, which to me is almost as important, is complete. This house looks complete. And what I mean by that is more than, even more than the Lego modular buildings, which are some of the most complete buildings Lego makes, this thing is complete. Meaning there's not a single side that a lot of attention wasn't paid to. Um, Every single side looks complete. Like you compare this to uh, the Grand Emporium. That's one of the, the modular buildings I have, which is a corner building. But being a quarter building... Only two of the sides have any detail. The other two sides are just flat block with maybe a window. Um, you know, even like the Parisian restaurant, which is one of the most gorgeous Lego modular buildings, it looks complete from the front and one side. And I think it looks pretty good from the back, but you still got one side that is just flat block from what I remember. So I'm saying this looks more complete, actually, than even any of the modulars I can think of, which is impressive. Size-wise, some of you might be curious. To me, it feels a little smaller than your average modular. Like, if you put this next to the Grand Emporium, or the Fire Brigade, or um, uh, the Detective's Office, even, I think it's going to feel a little smaller, but not by a lot. In fact, I mentioned the Parisian Restaurant modular building if you happen to have seen that one in person or if you have it this feels comparable to me to that as far as just mass it feels comparable um it's not quite as tall but i don't know it's comparable so that gives you an idea of the size it feels a little smaller than your average modular building but not by a lot and it seems more complete there's not an ugly side of this building and honestly I mean, I guess my favorite is the front, but that's a strong maybe because arguably the least interesting side would be maybe the would be the, the right side if you're looking if you're facing it. But it looks good. You got this um, this upper floor sort of little the window. Uh, I, 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 I'm really not up to turn up to uh, speed on my my terms for these old houses and the architecture. But the window on the upper floor sticks out and it looks good. The got the little pumpkin garden, the little wooden banisters that sort of hold up that part of the floor. Um, it looks good. The back of the house is really not that plain. And, you know, you got the tree back there that's visible. And honestly, honestly, the left side of the house might be my favorite side. Not even the front, but the left side of the house. Because you got the tree, you got the steps, you got the the hole where the the firewood is chopped up and put, and that just looks so it looks so lived in. 
that pile of wood just looks legit. I know that might be a weird thing to go on about, but it just does. The, the door, the lantern up there. And then, of course, the front. You got the billow. You got the, the kiln. He's he's actually got an anvil out front um, uh, where he's working on the sword. Oh, it just looks so good. Uh, you actually have one of those windows that juts out from the house. The kiln is actually a chimney that extends to every floor of the house. Um, pretty awesome. So, yes, beautiful and complete are the two words I would use to describe this. Uh, probably as complete as a Lego building could possibly be because it looks like there's not a single side you're not supposed to look at. If that's the side you want to display, perfectly fine. Um, actually, the, the Medieval Marketplace Village set I mentioned earlier, although that set doesn't have quite the level of detail of this, because that set included actually two buildings and a bunch of extra stuff. This one's focused more on just the one building. But that, from what I remember, when you folded it together, because it unfolded like a dollhouse, when you folded it together, it looked quite complete from what I remember. This is like that, but just with a lot more detail. Um, you know what I'm going to do now? Uh, is I'm going to take off the floors, because much like a modular building, this really is a modular building for all intents and purposes. Although it's built up not on a base plate, but on a very a very built up surface um, that's very oddly shaped. It's not just a square or a rectangle or anything. So if I lift off just the roof and I should mention the roof, I'm not going to go into all of the details because you just need to experience it yourself. But the roof is the last thing you build besides the, uh, the cart, which I'll explain. But it, um, not monotonous, but it, there's a lot to it. <laughs> there's a lot to the roof. I'll just put it that way. And let's see if I can get it off. Well, first of all, this is interesting. You can just lift off the roof panels themselves, the sides of the roof, without actually taking the whole floor off because it just sits in there. And it sits in quite securely, but it's not that hard to remove. Of course, now I'm saying it, it's a little hard. You know what? We're just going to take the whole thing off. Because when you take the whole floor off, when you take the third floor off, um, you can't actually see into that floor. <laughs> You actually have to take off the roof panels, or at least one of them. And the back one is a lot easier to take off. So what they these are built, it's two separate roof panels, and they're built on a hinge. And they literally just slide out. They're not actually attached, per se. But it's clever the way they sit in there, and they're very secure. Um, and inside this third floor is no lack of detail. This is the top floor underneath the roof panel. When you bring it off, you get a great view of a bed which is just very ornate. You get the feeling that these people that live in this this blacksmith home shop, they're either fairly well off, you know, this blacksmith shop is doing well for itself, or, you know, maybe it stands to reason if he's a blacksmith, maybe also him or his wife are also woodworkers because there's some fancy-looking furniture in here. This bed is just fancy. It's, I'm just going to say, one of the best Lego beds I've ever seen. The quilt looks homemade which it would have been at this time the the woodwork you know is just without a ton of pieces it's just a really nice looking bed um it makes you want to remove it and just i don't know it's my sound weird but it makes you want to remove it and just admire it on its own there's a chest in the back with a backpack and a compass there's a little writer's desk with a printed tile i'm going to say there are no stickers zero stickers in the set any detail i mentioned is printed this little tile says once upon a time. So I guess that someone is writing a little story here. A little stool there. 
besides the bed, the most interesting thing on this top floor is the bear rug. <laughs> um, it's, I mean, I guess depending on your sensibilities might seem a little harsh <laughs> for a Lego set, but it also makes a lot of sense for the time period that's supposed to be set in, but it's a bear rug. Um, obviously someone hunted a bear and, um, there's a, there's a bear rug and it's, uh, it, it looks like a flattened bear on the floor. I mean, it, it looks, it looks like it's supposed to look. It's, um, it's pretty impressive actually. But you go down to the next level. This would be the second level, the other living area. First of all, you have a stairway that actually goes up to the top floor. Reasonable way to get where they need to get. The main feature in this floor is a dining table. It's a small square dining table with two chairs. And just like the bed, these two chairs look fairly fancy. But what I love about them, uh, they have this blue cushion. It's supposed to represent a blue cushion, you know, built with tiles. But the backs, the actual chair part, looks like it's made out of iron. Like it looks like cast iron. It looks like it was maybe handmade. So I think that totally makes sense to think, well, maybe the blacksmith made these chairs and that's why they're kind of fancy. In all actuality, the chair is just made with two axes and a post that actually makes the back of the chair, but it's amazing how well it works. Um, there's a chicken leg and some silver goblets and a leaf on the table, I guess represents the salad. One of my favorite details, it's simple, but there's a little keg, um, in the corner. It's actually underneath the stairs, kind of tricky to get to, but probably wine, or I guess maybe it could just be water. And then there's a little old timey kitchen, which it looks really good. And here we get another use of this fireplace, this, uh, sorry, this chimney, this stone chimney. It goes all the way from the bottom where I said that the, uh, the blacksmith is using it as his kiln, but it goes up every floor. Um, so they're actually getting use for it out of it from this floor as well. And on the top floor, I didn't mention, cause it's almost hard to see, but there's even a little tiny fireplace with fire on that very top floor. So this chimney extends all the way up. I love that. But on this floor, you've actually got some wood in there and some fire, and they're using it to cook on a simple, I believe it's supposed to be stone, um, stovetop. You got a little pot, actually two pots. You got a little butter. I think it's supposed to be a butter churn. I love that. You have uh, a little table with a carrot that's being cut up. And that's such a clever little thing that I don't think, I don't think I've seen in a Lego set before. They have a carrot, and then they just have a little orange circle piece beside it to look like it's being cut up. Yeah, it's funny how well that works. See anything else? Um, you got a couple candles on the wall. And then of course the door, um, which you access from the outside. I should mention there's two doors in this set. They both look the same. Uh, they look like wooden doors with printed wooden pieces. They look good. They're not too fancy, but they look good. And then you take that part off. And that leaves the very bottom floor, which would be the actual workshop. And I should mention these parts all remove as easily as any modular building. And taking the individual floors off, it does feel a little smaller than on a modular building when you're taking the parts off. But again, the whole thing is just so dense. Like it's, again, it's just detailed on all sides. So a little smaller, but makes up for it in detail. And the bottom floor, again is chock full of detail, mostly tools for the blacksmith. You have several tools. You have a whole bucket full of these 
uh, black rods, which I guess represent sort of like the raw metal material. Um, you have uh, two pieces of like shoulder armor. You've got a helmet, a shield, a grindstone, a whole box full of black bars, which again, representing raw material, a pile of coal to feed the kiln, uh, a shovel and, and broom and things just to keep the place clean. Uh, an anvil with an orange uh, gold piece on it, which I think represents just a hot, heated piece of metal. Um, and then you can actually, again, access this kiln from the outside and the inside. And again, the light brick looks good on the inside as well. And then you got the door, which is actually the front door of the whole place. It looks good, and you've actually got, which I'll get to the minifigures in a minute, but really you've got another two helmets and a shield that that aren't really being used um, depending how you want to configure the minifigures aren't really being used. So you could put some more stuff in here if you wanted to. Um, and I didn't even mention around front, you have two extra swords, three actually one actually on the, the kiln one in a bucket and then one on the anvil out front that the blacksmith is currently working on. Um, so three extra swords that aren't even meant to be used by minifigures. Um, altogether, you have five, no, I guess it's four swords, plus an axe, plus, uh, one, two, three helmets, uh, plus the shoulder guards, three of those, you know, counting what's on the minifigures and what's in the shop, actually four of those. You got You got a lot to work with here, is all I'm saying. You don't, you don't really need any extra to have plenty for him to work on. Plus the, the blacksmith's wife has a bow and arrow, um, which she is practicing on the apple tree, as I mentioned. So that's the set. Three levels, a super ornate roof, details on every floor, details around all sides. Now, let's get to the the minifigures. Actually, before I even do the minifigures, this has one side build. And what I appreciate is they didn't take away a ton of pieces from the main build. You know, if they were going to make this a set in this price range, I'm just really glad that they focused on the building itself. The only side build, the only thing that's not attached to the house itself, besides the minifigures, and you could attach those if you wanted to, the only thing is a horse and buggy, a cart. And it's fairly simple, fairly small, but I think it looks good. And I'm glad they didn't use a ton of pieces on that. But simply put, it's an old-timey cart with big wooden wheels. Um, it has a single satchel in the back. I currently have some helmets and other things in the back. It's got a lantern on one side, a shield on another. So there's another shield. Uh, so you actually got three shields included with the set. Um... And uh, sort of a light tan, light beige colored horse. Very simple. They do include the pieces to, if you want to take the uh, the reins off the horse and just make it a wild horse or maybe a horse that the blacksmith owns, it has the pieces to make the horse complete without the reins on it. But I think this little, this little horse and buggy looks good. So let's go to the minifigures. All right, let's see. You have the blacksmith himself who's a very burly man. He's very happy looking. He's got a beard and a little ponytail. Um, he has his anvil, of course, his hammer. He's wearing overalls, look like brown leather overalls. 
a good looking figure. Again, you probably know by now I'm not exactly a minifigure guy. I'm more interested in the main build. But I think he looks the part. Uh, I kind of like that he looks youthful, him and his wife. You know, this isn't like an old... It kind of brings to mind that this is the way people lived. You know, we think of these things as just being old and so out of date. But, you know, this is a young, vibrant couple apparently making quite a good living um, uh, in this business. The wife... Or, you know, I don't know if there's any poses on the Lego box that make you think this has to be the wife. The reason I think it's supposed to be, instead of being a customer, is because A, she has a bow and arrow, which looks to me like a wooden bow and arrow, not really the kind of thing the blacksmith is going to be working on. Two, there's a target on the back of the apple tree, so I would say she spends a lot of time here. So I'm Plus, there's room for two at the table. So yeah, I think... That's fair to say. And she's really cool looking. She looks kind of like a Robin Hood type character. Green tunic, brown pants, bow and arrow, um, a, a really nice, uh, almost made Marion-like hair. Uh, just really good character. Sorry, I'm fiddling with the bow because I knocked it out of her hand. We'll just leave that. Then you have two more figures. So there's only four minifigures with this set, but it's enough. And these are the two warriors. And I don't want to make a fool of myself, so I'm not going to say which series these are supposed to be from. This is not, I don't think, if this is supposed to represent like a certain era of Lego Castle, I don't think these are the sets that I collected. Um, there is a blue, they're wearing blue tunics with the black and silver eagle crest, which is also the crest on the shield. Um, there's a male and a female. The female has... Um, just really cool hairpiece. <laughs> just like short, spiky hair. She has a headbed on. Just a pretty cool figure, honestly. Uh, shoulder armor, um, an axe. Then the guy is much older. Maybe he's the mentor. Um, I have him riding on the buggy because he's the he's the older one. He's got gray hair and basically is the same as her. Besides that, and it, well, the face is obviously different. And they both come with a helmet. So you could put the helmet on and these could both be basically generic soldiers. They don't have to be a man and a woman. It can be whatever. Because uh, with a helmet, you can't tell. They're just soldiers. Um, yeah. And if you don't have the helmets on them, you have uh, you have two extra helmets for the blacksmith to work on. The Besides the horse, which I mentioned, the other animal is a dog. And I heard someone kind of complain about this dog because it, it definitely is a husky dog. It looks like a husky. Not really the kind of thing you think of with the setting this set is going for. But I don't see any reason that these people couldn't have a dog maybe from an exotic far off land. Um, I don't see any reason this couldn't be their pet dog. And it's a cool looking Lego animal. What would have set this set apart, I think, for a lot of people was if they included maybe a couple chickens Maybe they really went overboard um, with the animals. The thing is, this isn't supposed to be a farm set. It's a blacksmith. But it's totally reasonable to think they'd have a couple chickens hanging around for, for eggs. I mean, I, from what I understand, that was sort of just part of life for a lot of people in, in this time period. You know, you didn't go to the grocery store to get eggs. You had chickens if you wanted eggs. Or you better have neighbors that have chickens if you don't. And you have something to trade for. Uh, so I think a couple chickens would have been a nice touch. Maybe even a goat, you know. The more the merrier. My hope is that Lego plans to release more sets 
in this medieval civilian setting. Maybe we'll get a farm with a bunch of animals. Um, I think that would be awesome. The thing is, this is a ideas set, and these are usually one-off sets. So that, that doesn't give me a lot of hope, honestly. Um, you know, this isn't a new theme. This is an ideas set. It's, it's based on one ideas set. Um, but crazier things have happened, and I think that would be awesome. So, let's get on to my final review. Okay, the, the the main thing here is going to be, if you love the idea of a medieval blacksmith, if you're a fan of the old Lego castle things, uh, I just don't think you're going to be disappointed. I mean, unless somehow, and I honestly don't even start understand how this is possible, because I just think it looks so good even on the box, but if you see images of it and you think, oh, this just don't look good at all, then okay, then don't get it. But if you are intrigued by by looking at images, then you're not going to be disappointed. Um, the the detail is just excellent. I don't think I've ever seen a set that was any more complete on all four sides, inside and out. It's just so complete. I keep coming back to that. It is very much set up like a modular building. Um, and the price is one forty nine ninety nine. So I guess this is really what the review is going to come down to. Is do I think the price is right? You know, I'll be honest with you. When I finished building it, I thought to myself, man, Lego is expensive, isn't it? <laughs> you know, the now the build was very fun, very satisfying. I took my time. I did it over a whole week. Um, realistically, there's 14 numbered bags. And I would say probably four or five hours total build time if you're just building it. But I was very much taking my time, and I spread it out over pretty much a whole week. You know, maybe 45 minutes at a time. And and so to me, that's part of the value of Lego. But once it's done, and you just see it sitting there from a distance, you know, it's not the biggest thing in the world. Um, like I said, slightly smaller than a modular, an average modular building, but not much smaller. Um, and I did think to myself, man, Lego is expensive, 150 bucks. Wow. Because money, I'll be honest, you know, money's tight right now. Um, I had to sell. I've, I've been a collector of things, not just Lego, but just of different things my whole life um, for a lot of years. Um, so I do swap things that I sell from time to time. And I sold uh, several things in order to get this set, you know. So it's not like I took money out of my baby's mouth <laughs> to get this set. But I do remember thinking that's, you know, that's a lot of money. That being said, it's 2,164 pieces. Um, to be fair, I would say there's a higher than average number of small pieces on this set. Not a ridiculous number, but I would say higher than average. Um, I just, especially if you compare it to like a, a you know, a, a set for a younger audience. This is an 18 and up set, which, you know, that's kind of ridiculous. I think I've gone over this before. There's no reason a 14, 15-year-old wouldn't have a blast building this. Probably a 13-year-old, you know. But this is Lego's new marketing for these certain sets. It says 18 and up. Um, there are some, I wouldn't say fiddly, but there are some, uh, as far as Lego sets go, some semi-tricky parts. But really, there wasn't anything that was too crazy with this build. It was satisfying. It was fun. It was fun watching it come together. 
I wouldn't say there was one thing that I did that was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that's how that works. There were some clever things, though. Don't let me take that away from it. But I wouldn't say there was anything like, when I built the roller coaster, for example, like, I was just, my mind was blown multiple times. This wasn't like that. This was just a thoroughly enjoyable, pleasant build. Um, that did start some clever techniques, no, no doubt. But I would say when you see the finished product, you know, a sturdy, complete looking building with details on all three floors, uh, a small horse and cart, four minifigures. I would love, Lego's expensive, we all know that. And although the price per piece is, is very good in Lego terms, I mean, we're what, probably somewhere like eight cents a piece, something like that. It's 2,164 pieces, 150 bucks. Um, I won't lie. I think if this was one twenty nine ninety nine. It would just be like, man, that sets in Lego terms. That's a good deal, you know. I think, I think at one twenty nine ninety nine, I'd be like, that that is a cool set for that price. Again, understanding that Lego is just expensive to begin with. At one forty nine ninety nine, which is the actual price, I feel like it feels about right for Lego. I mean, I don't feel like. I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I won't hide that fact. I love, I love the theme. I love the look of it. I love the detail. But just purely based as objectively as I can on what you get, is it worth the price? I would say it is, but just. Like, I don't feel like you're getting um, like a set that should be more expensive. Like, there's some sets I built and I thought, I'm glad this wasn't more expensive, but I'm surprised it wasn't more expensive. Um, with this one, I feel like, no, it's about about what I would expect. It would have been awesome if it was like 129. I think that would have felt like a great deal. But I don't think you're getting ripped off. If you if you buy Lego, you know it's expensive. And if you're buying this set, this 18 and up set, you know you're not getting like a, a big sprawling play set. You're mostly getting one building. And if you're a fan of the modular buildings, you very much know that. And to be fair, yeah, the modular buildings, most of the ones I bought were 150 when I got them. And they did have a little more, a little more mass, I think, on average than this. But the modular buildings have crept up in price. They're not really 150 anymore. 160 to 180. Um, what was the last one that came out? The corner garage, the bookshop was, I think, 170. I think the corner garage was it 190 or 199 even. So yeah, they've crept up beyond the 150 price. So I think this is in line. This is in line with the modular buildings as far as value. Bottom line, I'm tickled with it. I can't imagine having not gotten it. I mean, as long as I've waited for a successor to the medieval market village or just Lego castle in general, there's no way I could pass this up. And I hope, I mean, it's sold out in 24 hours and I hope it continues to sell well and it makes Lego seriously think, you know, maybe we could make a whole range of medieval life sets. Sure, this first one is an idea set, but why can't we make a whole line out of this again? Excuse me. Um, that, that's my hope. Um, in the meantime, I recommend this. If you love the thing, I think you kind of just got to get it. <laughs> um, I would prioritize this, you know, and you probably already are if you're like this, but if you're like me, and there's just something about Lego castle, Lego medieval sets that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. I think you need to prioritize this set. I'm sure it's out of stock right now, but it will come back. I mean, they're going to bring it back in stock. It's just everything takes a little longer right now to come back in stock. I would prioritize this and get this. 
maybe before some other sets, because I don't think you're going to want to miss it if you fall in that category like I do. And, uh, yeah, that's it. We're not going to hold you any longer. Um, oh yeah, I guess I could sign a score. Um, subjectively, just based on the way it looks, the way it turned out, the building experience, this is easily a nine for me, a nine out of 10. Um, when you take into account value, um, it's a pricey set, (laughs) you know, it's pricey looking at it. I would still go eight and a half out of 10. Easily eight and a half out of 10. Um, bumping a nine even. It's just it's really, really pretty. Um, yeah. So there you go. Highly recommended. We'll see you next time. Uh, stay safe out there. <laughs>